All right. So this is episode two, season two of Broken Language. I want to introduce our special and amazing guest today, Sharon Loricella. Thanks, AJ. You're welcome. Hi, Max. Hi, Tyler. Thank you for inviting me here today to this awesome podcast. I am an associate professor of um, communication and digital media studies at Ontario Tech University in Oshawa. I grew up in Boston, but I have been saved and I'm actually Canadian. I took the Canadian citizenship test. I passed and I am a passport holding Canadian. Um, I did my undergrad degree in Boston, and then I did a PhD at um, Cambridge University in England. And I've been living in Canada for 20 years. Wow. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, congrats. That's amazing. (laughs) Thanks, eh? Yeah, yeah, you're (laughs) (laughs) That's dope. Our topic today is spirituality and hip hop. Um, And we just wanna dive a little bit into that conversation and see where it just organically flows um, with all of us today. Sounds good. All right. So um, the first question I wanted to ask you, Sharon, was um, what inspired you um, to do a topic about spirituality in hip hop itself? It's a great question, AJ, and it kind of speaks to how I really connect with my students. I first got interested in um, studying rap, hip hop, um, hip hop culture because of my students. And I really have a, a complete and utter desire to um, meet my students where they are, right? Like, what are my students doing? What is important to them? What venues are they in? And, you know, I I always come to class early and leave class late. And, you know, my students would be like, oh, you heard this, hear this, all this, you know. And so we would get talking about pop culture stuff. And then the the first paper, I think, um, that you all read um, that I wrote about hip hop and spirituality was about Lil Wayne. And this was, you know, when Lil Wayne was the shit and he was like everywhere. And um, now he's a Trumper, but whatever. (laughs) We'll move on from that. Um, So, you know, I first started working on this because it it was fun to connect with my students. And just being in communication and digital media, I'm so keen on pop culture and what our culture means to us as people in our society, how we shape pop culture and how pop culture shapes us. So really it was, um, you know, I, I kind of am a person of deep spirituality, but also my deep desire to connect with students kind of found a perfect intersection there with this topic. Thank you, I appreciate that. That's amazing. It was a great topic, by the way. The The article was amazing. And uh, I am a personal fan of Little Wayne, especially back then. So I was really interested to um, see all the letters that he had put out there that were super spiritual compared to listening to his music prior to his incarceration. Yes. Um, and 
you did mention in the article that uh, you wanted to see how it was going to change for his music when he was released from prison. Mm-hmm. So to kind of like jump on that, do you think that his music changed at all? No. <laughs> I don't my... think so either. That's what I wanted to ask. <laughs> yeah. That's my... Yeah, we concur there. Yeah. Um, I didn't expect that it would. I was curious if it would. I, I, I didn't expect it would. I don't know how much of, and this sounds terrible, but how much of his blog was really performative and um, what his objectives were. Um, I think part of his objective was to connect with people. And, and I think he found a great avenue to do that through the blog and, and people mailing letters and, and stuff like that. I mean, Rikers, this is just not a place where anybody wants to go. Um, you've seen the Khalif Browder documentary, which I have my students watch. Um, it, it's just tragic, right? Um, so I, his music, I, I don't think has changed. There's a whole lot of misogyny and, you know, trap life and, you know, guns and bling and, 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 you know, to pick up on our previous, uh, quip that Lil Wayne is now a Trumper. I mean, yeah, I, 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 I fail to understand. <laughs> I think we're all hiding both there. <laughs> yeah. I think that when people are put in a, a like a, a crisis situation, mm-hmm. um, it, it tends to, to change their, their, um, their kind of state a little bit into more maybe spirituality, maybe more of that, or it can decline in a different way. And I think that's probably what happened to Little Wayne. Like he was in a crisis situation. Maybe he just wanted to put it out there that he was feeling his, his ways that he was feeling. And then as soon as you're released, you're no longer in a crisis situation. So it, you know, you kind of go back to your old habits, right? Exactly. And there's a lot of academic literature on spirituality and coping. So um, there's literature on children turning to spirituality for coping with illness, um, seniors turning to spirituality um, in terms of um, coping with aging or, um, you know, health issues, things like that. Uh, so there's a lot of um, information about or a lot of scholarship on spirituality as a coping mechanism. And it's even seen in the um, 12-step program, right? So spirituality is is inherent in a lot of coping and growth strategies. So it's not surprising that we saw that from Lil Wayne. Um, It's sadly not surprising that um, we didn't subsequent to his release, Um, but you know, the whole political um, orientation afterward. Um, I, I really can't explain that. I have no rational <laughs> explanation. Uh-huh. From a, lot, a, a lot of rappers, um, they tend, it's not that they're not spiritual, but, you know, they're looking for that money. And and a lot of them don't know how to sell spirituality. Mm-hmm. You know, and not to say there's not a lot of rappers out there that that don't know how to sell spirituality, like Common, Common mm-hmm. Sense. Like he he knows how to sell spirituality sure. very well. Um, there are there are 
a handful. I think even most deaf is pretty spiritual in his speaking. Yeah. Um, you know, there's and there are a lot of other like I have some handful of favorites that sell it in in different ways. XX, have you have you ever heard of XX? Mm -hmm. Yeah, XX, like he's very spiritual, but he's more on the dark side of spirituality. Yes. Right? Yeah. Um, and and uh yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot of rappers. Like I could probably sit here and go through a list of rappers that know what they're doing when it comes to spirituality and how to sell that. So this brings me to another question that I'm curious about your opinion. Um, this is a good segue. Uh, in 2021, where have you seen spirituality grow in hip hop music since you wrote that article about Lil Wayne? Has, have you seen a growth in other artists? Um, it's funny, I was thinking that this kind of question would come later because we, I, I think about um, spirituality in um, rap and hip hop as um, kind of a response to oppression, right? Mm -hmm. um, because so many rap artists come from um, environments that are oppressive and that spirituality and that message of God and faith is inherent in needing to kind of make sense of quite frankly senseless oppression right like racism um, economic issues these kinds of oppression that are, that are senseless and so it you see that reflected in lyrics and music like trying to make sense of this senseless oppression and at the same time a lot of rap artists um, reflect on spirituality and God and religion as kind of they need God's blessing to kind of help them to make money, to help them get fame, to help them um, fix their relationships, to get them out of the trap kind of thing. Um, so I think there's a lot of that theme in the history of rap and hip hop, right? So that that's kind of like an, an, an evergreen theme in this genre. But um, one of the things that I've been thinking about more recently and how things have kind of changed is I, I sort of see this kind of post-spirituality, I think I might call it, um, where some artists are saying like, I don't look to the sky anymore, right? And like 50 Cent says this in um, Many Men, and that's a, I mean, that's kind of old, that's 2003, um, but also Pop Smoke, which I have to credit um, my children, especially my youngest child, um, for introducing me to. And Pop Pop Smoke says, like, I don't look to the sky, and because he's saying, like, you know, that he's, he's, he's got other stuff that he has that he, that protects him um, other than spirituality and God. And that is, he's making reference to guns, right? So I'm almost seeing like a, um, a post-spirituality that um, there's almost um, less spirituality and more um, humanity, more of a reflection of this kind of neoliberal idea that everyone's responsible for themselves 
and guns are kind of part of that culture too, right? Like you, you need that protection. If you can't get that protection from God, well, fuck, I'm going to get it from a gun, right? Protect yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You kind of set me up for my question that I had, which was, okay. um, how do you feel about the idea that um, rap, how it is today, mm-hmm. stems from... Um, ancestral like um slaves singing in the cotton fields about their woes and about what they're going through and then taking that to 